Welcome to College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast focused on NCAA collegiate soccer, featuring SMU head women's coach Chris Petroselli and Old Miss head women's coach Mad Mod. You can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now let's go to Coach Petroselli and Coach Mod. Well, hello, everyone. We are back with another episode. Chris and I are here. My name is Matt Mott, Chris Petroselli, in for College Soccer Nation, a little summer um, extravaganza, I think we'll call it, Chris. Uh, on uh, Just some recaps, reviews from season one, preview in season two. We'll talk with Brian here in a minute, but uh, we thought it'd be fun to get back and do another episode. And I'm fired up that we're here, Chris. How come you didn't ask me how I'm doing? Isn't that what you always ask me? Because over a really good slice of pizza in Florida, you told me to change the way I bring you in. So there you go. How'd you like it? Was it good? I liked it a lot better than, how you doing, Chris? And I go, I'm doing well. well. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing well. I only said that 32 times. This is episode 33. So I'll use that 32 times. Well, uh, we're, set, we're set up for a uh, little preview of season two here, but uh, let's talk about... Um, just some highlights from last season. Yeah. You know, found that uh, a lot of people were interested in, in the show and listening to the show. And I think we had some good guests on it. What was, what was, uh, what were some of the best moments for you? Well, my, my ass kicking of you of the power five was probably my biggest highlight. How many different times I beat you. In Never. The power five. No yeah. <laughs> highlights for sure. We'll talk about power five in a minute, but um, yeah, obviously the guests, right. We had great guests. Uh, you know, it's like, we talked about talking about the guests that we had and who did well and not who did well, but they were all fantastic. I thought we did really, really well. Knocked it out of the park. We got better, Chris. I thought as the, the season went on. So unfortunately some of our early guests maybe weren't as good uh, because we didn't have it down. But now that we have it down, I think, um, I think we, we, we really have a lot of fun with the guests and they do a great job. But if I was to pick only one, I have three here. But I was going to take my top one from, from all of the shows that we did. I really enjoyed Alan Kirkup. I thought he was insightful. I thought he talked a lot about his past, which was is really, really interesting. But then when we got into the kind of nuts and bolts of the soccer piece, I really, really enjoyed that. You know, obviously we had a ton of great ones. Um, you know, I thought Sarah Barnes talking about old Texas stories and stuff was a lot of fun. I thought that Derek Leader was excellent. And again, another tactical kind of discussion, you know, obviously, you know, pitching stories back with, with, with Karen Hoppe and some of those guys were a lot of fun. So I really enjoyed it. Nicole Nelson, there were just a, a ton of, ton of good ones. What about you? Well, um, I, I, I think first of all, the feedback on, on Alan's episode has been outstanding. I think a lot of people felt the same way that, you know, that Alan was, was really good and, and the, the episode was really good. Um, for me, um, there were, you know, again, I had three, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, a couple of, couple of ones that I, I thought about, you know, uh, was early on, but having, having Mark Gregorian on, I thought was, was great. And then, you know, having Anson on was, mm-hmm. was certainly interesting and, you know, him full of energy and, and, and excitement and that sort of thing. But for me, and this one was just a little bit more personal, was having Shannon Box on. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought Shannon was was outstanding and and gave us some um, really kind of a, a deep look into you know her time with a national team and and things going on in her life and and that sort of thing. So for me, Shannon was was probably probably the, the highlight. Highlight. 
Yeah, so it's interesting of the three you mentioned, Anton, I don't think knew who I was or that I was even on the show. Um, Marks was so early. We have to have him on again because I think yeah. we could go a lot deeper and a lot more fun with him. Um, he's always a good one. And then Shannon, I wasn't even on it. So what a surprise. That's why it was my favorite. Episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it was either going to be her or Shellis. I think those are the two you did without me. So those would be the two, the top two. So no, she, hers was uh, fascinating and uh, really, you know, so nice of her to, to be so vulnerable really in the, in the, yeah. episode, in the uh, interview. And I thought she was just amazing. Just yeah. amazing. So, all right. Well, we're going to, we're going to bring back the power five, certainly for season two, right? Absolutely. But yeah. we are running out of, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> out of topics. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say either one of us were super creative, Chris. No. I think we would, anybody would, that knows us knows that. No, we can come up with some ideas, but then we got to send people to figure out how it all works. Yeah. So anybody that would like to send in some topics for the power five that you'd like us to debate, we will gladly, gladly take it. Cause when you, when you search it on the internet, there's just not that many divine of, uh, of hot yeah. topics. So anyway, I think that we need help basically. Yeah. Yes. So if anybody yeah. can help us, please send something in. But we, uh, we're going to bring in some great guests. Certainly yeah. for season two, we will continue on with college coaches. We'll bring back some probably, um, you know, I think we want to, we want to dissect last year with, with Mark again, for sure. Um, you know, maybe we can get Jerry back on again and, and congratulate him on the, on the championship. And, you know, obviously um, Kate Mark Graf, right. We're trying to get on maybe after the Olympics, after hopefully the USA. Yeah, win. I think that, that'll happen. Yeah. So some really good guests we'll have. And again, depending on how the seasons go and maybe teams that jump out early and doing well, we'll try and jump, see if we can get them on and talk about it. I think, this year with, with us all playing, hopefully full games and, and full schedules, we can, uh, we can get some more people on um, and talk about their season and how it's going and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, let's bring in the big deal. There right? he is. We've, uh, we've, uh, we've been chatting with Brian and uh, happy to bring him on again as his normal spot and, and chat with him. Brian, how are you? Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Shoot, Brian. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I am quite well. And as always, I'm entertained by your little pre-show here thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's kind of fitting that Matt mentioned almost every guest as yes. his favorites. <laughs> yes. You know, I just make sure, do everything he can not to, uh, not to yeah. ruffle any feathers. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I, I really wonder, Chris, did you realize all of yours Matt was not on? I didn't realize that, but it makes sense. It does. I was, it does. I was, on, I was on with Anson. Anson just didn't know I was on. <laughs> that, was the, that was the difference with Anson. Um, uh, Brian, it's called segment one. Okay. That we have different segments. That's segment one. The first part. So get the name right. Very, it's a very creative name you've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the creativity between Chris and I is really it's deep. Not there. <laughs> All right. So first topic we want to talk with you, Brian. How about the Euros? Mm-hmm. Oh, the pain. Oh, the 30 years of hurt all wrapped up in one. I'd rather they went out at the group stage in the end. How, how it was brutal. Brutal. Yeah. yeah so give it, me some give me some uh just analysis of the game itself. What did you think we will? I think Chris, we can chime in. We oh before I go any farther. Chris, congratulations to Italy. Yes, uh, absolutely. On the, on the fantastic run, and and they were. We'll talk about them. And let's talk England. Let's talk England first. Way more fun. 
Way right. more fun. Way yes. more fun. Yes, Brian. Give the, us your the, the misery. Well, in the end, the early goal was the worst that could have happened. At minute 30, maybe, did you feel like England just started sitting on the lead, totally. hoping to win 1-0? The goal yeah. was coming for Italy. I thought the, the strength of England is depth, and they had rotated so well game to game throughout the whole tournament. And for the first time around the 60th minute, we kind of sat on our hands, even though Italy had taken total control of the game and paid for it with the equalizer. But at that point, really my whole dream of this tournament was England would win in penalties. You know, don't forget in 96, it was Southgate who missed yep. to knock him out of the semifinals. So you've got Southgate and he's done everything so analytically and so well. I thought for sure they'd be super prepared for the penalties and had to, have, had to hold on to get there. And that was my dream finish was they, they would exercise all the demons, win in penalties, regardless of who it was against. And then that, that penalty kick debacle from the moment the final the extra time whistle blew the video show in their team circle was brutal to watch before the penalties getting the little lead and then and then the guys who stepped up yeah just just brutal you know nothing against players don't make make no mistake but what a terrible way to lose in the end because it could have been a dream but but something against the players and not the players who took the penalties the ones who didn't I mean, look at the guys who didn't take penalties, right. you know, and, and they left it to those young guys to to take penalties. And, and those, some of those guys never, have never taken a penalty before. And, yeah. you know, in, in anything that really matters. And, you know, I, for me, I, I'd be more upset at the guys who didn't take the penalties. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Henderson is a captain of Liverpool. How in the heck is he not stepping up and telling Southgate, I'm taking one of these penalties? I mean, I, I don't get that. I, Luke Shaw, the uh, Stones, like all those guys are seasoned veterans. Yes. And to have these guys come in, it, it made, to me, like if you're going to bring them, like I agree with you, Brian. The thing for me is they brought guys in at the 60-minute mark all tournament long, right? Gearlish, I don't know how to say his name. And, you know, whoever Gearlish. it was, right? Foden, whoever, with speed and pace. And, and you look at Italy had guys on yellows. The back four guys were on yellows, like – why not run at him? Like, it made no sense to me his – what is – I mean, it's, it's like he choked. I hate to say it. I, I mean, he, does, he was masterful in the entire tournament until that last game. And, and to me, there was no way in the world it, uh, England was going to beat Italy 1-0. Italy had scored the entire tournament. They were going to score. So it was just a matter of time. You had to get two to win, in my opinion. And obviously, it played out that way. So I'm not saying, like, I'm some some great, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you that – to me, you could not you're not going to sit in a low block for that amount of time against that quality of that team. And if you look no. at it on the goal, three guys got beat to the ball before Pickford saved it. Um, yep. It was coming, like you said, it was coming. And, but the penalties is a is an. I mean, Brian was saying to us, Chris, if you remember one of the other games, oh, we're going to be all set with penalties. Southgate has brought in all the pros to do the mental yeah. conditioning. They have it all set. Blah 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 yes. blah blah blah. blah. All then, of these English fans. Yes, of, yes, yes. Passionate yes. English fans. Right? Passionate. You know, it's coming home, all of this stuff. Like, they're, they were sure. They were yeah. sure that this was the year. And they're sure every year. I mean, every year we hear yeah. it, right? But, but here's the thing. I really appreciate the English. I, I can't wrap my head around the passionate, this passion for these fans for their country. I, I really can't because, I hate to say this, but in the USA, we typically win everything. 
So it's really not that you don't have that passion. And obviously in men's soccer, we're not good enough to have the passion because we're not good enough to ever really think we're going to win something. Women, the women's side, they win everything. So I don't have that deep dying passion like the English fans or the Italian fans or, you know, Germans or whoever. So it's really fascinating to me to talk to the English guys who are so, so, so pissed and, and a little bit rightfully so, if I'm being honest, it really kind of got screwed up. And they, they, they got a little bit, for me, England got a little bit lucky when Chiesa went out, you know, uh-huh. because, oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think Italy scores yeah. again. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Yeah. I thought, and it didn't really come off in the post, uh, post tournament, uh, selections and all that stuff. I thought he was the best player in the tournament. I did too. Certainly in the knockout stages. Uh, and really, Italy ground to a halt. Had he not got injured, yeah. the goal was coming. Yeah. yeah. And when he went off, it all of a sudden looked a lot like penalties. Yeah. And then, and then somehow we subbed Henderson off after we'd already brought him on, and clearly he wasn't going to take penalties. Tell me this. How is Sterling still on in that game if he's right. not taking a penalty? Right. He was dead by yeah, like the 75th minute. I mean, and I just thought he's hanging him on because he's in the five. That can be the only explanation. And then he wasn't. Yeah. Well, and, and what guys were still left out there that were going to shoot after after the three guys? Like who was in the other five is, would be my question. All those guys are out there. But the other thing is, like, you can't tell me that England didn't have guys in the, the you know, whatever, coaches box, press boxes. That, who could not see that Sterling was done? I, I don't get I, it. I, I do not get it, you know. Well, and the, it, it, it's just so magnified when he didn't take a penalty. Right. That was the only reason. And everything out of the camp says Grealish and Sterling said they wanted penalties. And he points at Grealish when they're in the circle. Grealish must have been shooting six or seven when he was frantically pointing at everyone to tell them for the first time all year what number they were shooting um, right before the penalties. That I, I still, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm angry. I've enjoyed every England tournament for a long, long time. And I've liked the team just fine when they went out. Of all things, this is by far the most frustrated. Angry. Angry is the good word. That's what you used before. I think any pub guy all across England would have picked a different five group of shooters. And their chances would have gone up. And everyone would have wanted Henderson to shoot. I know his penalty kick record for Liverpool is not great, but he's shooting penalties for Liverpool. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's the captain of the team. The you know it, uh, it, oh it's better God. than never having one. So you think that record's better than never taking? Um, Chris, <laughs> well, no. I don't want to belabor it, but then again, I'm sure they practiced. Had had yes. anybody not seen the run-ups? They put Rashford and Sancho on as the super PK taker subs, which I got no problem with. If you think they're in their five, not if that's the way they're going to approach the ball before they take a penalty. Yeah. What what was that? That's not repeatable under pressure repeatable mm-hmm. is is repeatable that's not it, it yeah so lot lot, you, lot of you, uh breakdowns you know what i'd say Chris? Was, you know, it was I, awesome one that matt it was awesome it, it was, was awesome, awesome. <laughs> it was awesome uh, <laughs> you know what i would say though t chris you know who england has become for me they become the dallas cowboys yeah i yeah. just love to see them lose it makes me it makes me so much happier than my team winning it really does, like, because the fans are so ridiculous. And, and I'll just say one last thing about the game. Italy was so good in possession, in tight spaces, so good. They moved the ball so well, really beautifully. And, and 
And then when England would get the ball, when they had time, they're like, didn't know what they were doing. It was just yeah, so fair. strange. I don't know. Yeah. But Brian said it best. England was better without the ball. And, yes. and I agree with that. I agree with that. So anyway, Euros was fun, though. It was great, great, was um, great drama, great theater. Um, and it came down <coughs> to an amazing game at the end. Excuse me. All right. Let's I'd, like, I'd like to interject oh. one note right here yeah. so far. So when you get to the office tomorrow, tomorrow today thursday so friday yeah, i'm in the in. office right now brian so i can do it now uh, i bet you are a workaholic yeah, yeah the yeah. um you're gonna have your text is gonna be binging because uh-huh. you didn't mention todd yelton is one of your favorite shows <laughs> and yeah, that's true you're gonna be rob, in trouble. and rob tom thompson is across the hall and yes. if he listens which i'm not sure he does now you got a whole nother uh little yeah. problem no, I, I said very publicly said very publicly i'm sad for rob because i think he's actually a good english fan he's not ridiculous he sees it for what it's worth his comment to me after the game was oh that's football you know he he actually gets it but the rest of the english fans out there <laughs> james chris you know who you are yeah anyway um all right let's go uh let's keep moving here uh the return of recruiting we're back out on the Brian, out on the sidelines. What do you think to it, Brian? Wah, wah. The uh, <laughs> I mean, what what angle? The I mean, obviously, it's good to see players again. Let me yeah. let me start with on a very serious way to see your twenty two commitments, kids you haven't seen in a year, stuff like that. Yeah. However, all of the uh, social media excitement from the coaching world, uh, we're back at it. Here we go. This is the greatest. I can't wait to stand on the side of the field for 12 hours in, you know, either the blistering heat or the pouring rain. That's it's it's a little much. It it was uh, it was. I thought it was over the top. But, but you know, the social media stuff's getting over the top for me anyway with the, you know, ring the bell, boom, you know, chase the horn or whatever, whatever else that. You know, Sound people more. are shooting out there and you're like, what are these people doing? But um, the the thought that, oh, this is so great to be out there, which I, I, I get that, right? Because we hadn't done that for a long time. But I think we forget about bad games, bad fields, bad weather, you know, bad travel, you know, trouble with your travel, like bad food, you know, like they're surfing at these tournaments and, you know, sitting on a sideline and all that but we did find something good didn't we matt we did chris we did what was that we found a fantastic pizza place right there by the fields even so good that I, for the first time in our 20-year friendship with brian and i i saw him eat a slice of pizza i actually saw him eat two slices of pizza two days in a row two days in a two row days in a row it's amazing it was delicious yeah fantastic place but let, let's go back over to some of this chris let's get dive into this a little bit travel you forgot what travel was like in the summer recruiting. So I went on six flights. So I went from Memphis to Dallas, Dallas to, to San Diego, San Diego back to Dallas, Dallas to Tampa, right? For that week of, of the GA and the ECNL. All six. And then I went, sorry, from, from um, Sarasota to Charlotte to Memphis. Every one of my flights was delayed or canceled. Every single one, every leg of it was some issue with the flight. Miserable, right? The fields, the fields. <laughs> I mean, Lakewood Ranch. I my right. I started out my first day on field one. Then uh-huh. Rob, the way we do it, Rob kind of lays out my schedule for me. 
My second game was on field 21. But I parked so far away from field one. When I walked to field one, what do you do? You can't drive over there. So I had to hike it to field 21. Then my next game, Chris, field four. <laughs> Go back down the fields. I went. Then the game after that, field 19. I mean, I put in miles, and, and it was so sopping wet and slopping. Oh, God, it was And awful. you got a blister. You were limping around I with did, a blister. I did. Yeah, blister. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Yes, some games were fantastic. Some games were poor. Players, you know, you hope they look good and all that. Yes, that was all there. But you did, you did, you did complain in here about no chairs. See, I don't have that problem. I go get a chair, Chris. I go to Target. I buy yeah. a chair. A nice one. This one was a nice one. Had a little cooler on it. It's pretty nice, actually. But yeah, you um, don't just buy a chair. A normal well, man buys a chair. You buy the Mac Daddy cooler on the yes, side, yes. umbrella over your head. It's it, called. I, I haven't every, got an umbrella yet. I like it does everything over with helicopters. What's it called? <laughs> it's it's a Coleman. But listen, yeah, you can't, Brian. If you look at those normal ones, like you would sit in, I'd snap that something down like nothing. I've snapped plenty of them. You got to get the little bit bigger. They got to be able to have the weight, the proper weight, Brian, on it. But anyway, this, those chairs are nice. So I don't, people that are, the coaches that are going there, they're hoping their supply chair, that's crap. Just go to Target and buy yourself a chair for God. Rob's actually got one. He fits in his bag. Well, you know, that's the other thing about chairs real quick. You see all those ones, all the, you know, young fit coaches, yeah. you know, they like put them together and they sit there, they're small. Somebody's like, I'll give you $20 if you can sit in there. And, uh, Jim Wayne. I got a video on tape it. If you can sit in it and get out of it, I give you twenty dollars. <laughs> There's no way. There's no, they're like sitting on the ground. Crazy. Anyway, all right, let's keep moving. So one more, back. one more. Yeah. Since we since we are talking recruiting, and Chris brought it up, like the booms and the what does Ole Miss do? You do like a shark attack emoji when you get a recruit I don't, online. I don't Is that what you do? Well, like do? a swimmer being eaten by a shark. That's not a bad like idea that. though. Actually, that's not what a bad is. Idea. I have so many questions when I see those. Do do people do those for every single recruit who commits? I would think so, right? Yeah, you'd have to. Well, you're yeah. going to hurt someone's feelings, but they right. don't boom that much. Yeah. And oh, they're going to make players. And that's one. And two, boom is exciting, but it's a 50% transfer rate. And there's 10% <laughs> of them who end up wanting to get said coach fired. Yes. Five years yeah. later. So yeah. do you go back and delete your boom? Yeah. On <laughs> five boom. years later? Yeah. Or or whatever it's going to be. And what is the most creative one you've seen? What's the best one when you went, oh, look, they rang the bell. They milked the cat. Whatever it was. Shark I attack. I can't is say there any? I like shark attack. I might use that. <laughs> it, that'll be the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebels of another attack. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's I it. The best it just drives me nuts. Yeah, it is interesting. All right. Um, anything else on recruiting? It is I mean, nice to be back out, though, for sure. Yeah, it is nice it, to be it, and it, seeing players and yes, not yeah. trying to figure out if they're any good on video and that kind right, of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, I do think the COVID break was so interesting to see the development of some kids yeah. you know, during that down. What yeah. we, theoretically is downtime, the kids changed it a lot they did. even in the 22 class they uh, did. it's they did. really interesting chris let me ask you this percentage of players on video that were better than what you expected and that were worse than what you expected is that possible can you do that percentage um so let's say you saw 10 videos 
and you thought these players were pretty good. Were they better than they looked on video? Or were they worse than they looked on video? I'd say worse overall. You know, more than 50% were worse, I thought. Really? Just because on video, like, you, you know, the, the you don't know the competition. You, it's hard to judge speed and, you know, yeah. to see, like, quality striking of the ball. And, and you know, as we've said, everybody has a highlight tape, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody can look good on, in a highlight tape. But when you actually get them in the game, you see something a little different. What about you, Brian? I'm out to say the same. I, I'm down on video for evaluation. Yeah, I, I did like the live stream a little better than getting a packaged video, to be honest, or even like a half game of video mm-hmm. that we'll get on on occasion, something like that. Um, but I am post COVID. I am more down on video evaluations than I was pre COVID. Mm-hmm. I think it's just too different. Yeah. I had a couple that surprised me how much better they were than actually the video. And then a number of them that weren't as good as certainly what we thought on video. Okay. All right. Um, fall season is coming soon. Oh, is it ever? We're inside of three weeks, boys. Yeah. For, uh, for anyone from training. Yeah. So, Chris, how do you feel about your team? Are you going to be able to make it this year? Are you going to be able to have games? <laughs> do you feel like the SMU Mustangs are going to be uh, – Brian, the Mustangs should be like trotting – like that's what he should put. Like some, we got another yeah. pony. We got another yeah, pony. The pony runs across the screen. Like a lasso, when they get out right? Yeah, you lassoed another one. That would be awesome. <laughs> How about Chris in a cowboy hat with a lasso? Yes, yes. That that's that would be bad. And of course, he's saying woohoo. We yeah. Got another. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are gonna have a team. Yes. Yes. Good. Congratulations. We're we're. But you know what we did was we went okay like. Since we had some such a hard time fielding a team last year, mm-hmm. we now have like a thousand players on our team. So at some <laughs> point, we're going to be able to get eleven out there. <laughs> uh, so, what do we think, Brian? We, are you excited? You, you and I kind of went almost exactly the same amount of time. Actually, you didn't. You didn't have a fall. I had a fall and a spring, and a postseason. What did you think? Uh, are you ready? You feeling good about it? What do you think? I don't know. We'll, we'll see when we see him at the beginning of August. But I, I am concerned about the short turnaround from the spring season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how, especially the teams that played late into the spring, what do they look like this fall? You know, with our particular team, we're going to be super careful about our approach early in preseason. And we might need to take a little slower burn than we normally would to try and peak at the end of the year. Yeah. I, um, you know, I was concerned, certainly. I actually saw – we have a bunch of our players that are here now, so I was talking to a couple of them the other day. They're fired up. Like, they are fired up. And I think they're fired up because it's back to normal. Like, two games a week, which, again, one game a week was really, really nice. It was really – It was. But back to two games a week and back to full stadiums and back to full students and back to class – in the classrooms and, and all that kind of stuff, I think – they're they're most excited about being back and i also would say to you at you know 18 to 22 you snap them back pretty quick uh, but i was i was surprised at how excited they were and maybe it's because they're talking to the head coach i don't know but they certainly were were thrilled to be back and excited for the season for sure well it, it's interesting you, you know you say back to normal right and that brings us to another issue this COVID issue right yeah. and because it's still out there yeah right? and, and it's still an issue and I listen to, you know, the NCAA does that social series podcast. And I listened to Hayline this, this morning, actually. Um, 
And I'm, I don't know that they are convinced that it's back to normal. Uh, I think that they're um, very cautious um, and, and even saying things like, you never know, right? And, and what could happen and where we could go. And there's this Delta variant, I guess, of, of, the, uh, of the virus that's out there. And uh, they talked a lot about the unvaccinated, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people who are unvaccinated that I, I think that the quote from, we had a, a doctor on there from uh, Emory who said, if you're not vaccinated and you're in a college environment, you're going to get COVID. You're going to get COVID. And um, I think teams will still be affected. You know, the, I think there, there, there will be, not, not a lot, not a lot, but I do think that we'll see people still sitting out of games and, you know, missing this and, and missing that. They did say that, this was interesting, though, there were 65 NCAA championships, Division One, Two, Three. you know, all the different sports. And there were only, I think they said 11 teams that ended up having to pull out of the championship uh, because of COVID. Um, which doesn't seem like a large number if you think about all of the teams that are playing in the championships. But for those 11 teams, you know, yeah. like the NC State baseball deal, right? I mean, that is devastating. That. Yeah, massive. Hoping we don't see it again, but I, yeah. I think there's still still some issues. Out. Yeah, it, it's still, we're still dealing with it is the best way to say it. We, we are absolutely still dealing with it in some way, shape or form, right? And if you're not, you know, again, the, the different conferences are going to have their different percentages or 85% or all that kind of stuff. And what do you do with it? Like, to me, I have a real, I have a real problem with like players that are not vaccinated should not be treated the same as players that are vaccinated. It just shouldn't can't be. be. They can't be. It can't be exactly. And, and I think that you have to protect your team. And you have to protect those players as best you can. If they're not going to protect themselves by getting the vaccine, then you have to help protect them, you know, and they have to wear masks and they have to do some of these things, even though they're saying your team is 85%, you're good to go, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that can be the SEC stance. That's not the Ole Miss soccer stance at this point, but we'll see. It's, um, it's, it's, it's not over. It's, there's no way it's over. Is there an athletic competition going on across the world that's still not affected by it? Copa America, Major League Baseball this week, just what is it, three or four Philadelphia Phillies dropping in to the COVID protocols. The golfer who was it, leading going into Sunday uh, yeah. and cost himself $2 million, like a five, six stroke lead. Um, the, it's really look, everything. Look at the, the Olympics, no fans. Olympics is going to be interesting. Uh, it's yeah. going to be really interesting because it's, it's running. You know the infection rate is pretty high over there in Japan, and um, it'll be interesting to see how how that goes. Mm. Well, that's a that's not a positive uh, topic at no. all, Chris. Thanks for bringing us down. We were having a good time with Lasso <laughs> and your horses, but now you. Well, I, right. you know, I, Matt, I saw some uh, some schedules are coming out. That's positive. That's exciting, right? It see? is. Guys, when, when's yours dropping? Oh, that uh, Matt, come on, long time ago. <laughs> oh, that you're happening out. Oh, uh, that's not me. You're yeah, out. Oh, got that out okay. a month ago. Well, so, I'm just used to you being the last second, you know. So okay, that's that's on me, Brian. What about yours? When's yours out? Well, number one with Chris, when you've played two games in the last 27 months, <laughs> you've got you a lot of time. Pretty on top of the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the fall 2021 schedule. Ours. Yeah. We just literally added a game yesterday, so it's it's done. It'll come out early next week. Nice. But just finished. 
Thank no, goodness. Kind of, I'm with you, Chris. It's kind of fun seeing the schedules come out. Yeah. And, a lot and, of excitement. And, you know, yeah. You look at you look at some schedules and you go, that's a good schedule. Like that's yeah. that team that team is set up for success. And then you look at some others and you go, man, that's brutal. I don't I don't know how they're gonna get the five hundred, right? And yeah. Um, yeah. So there's always some fun, you know, at, at looking at these schedules when they come out. Yeah, no, it's it, it's so interesting too, right? Because you know, the stronger conferences, their non conferences maybe stronger a week or whatever, and then the the weaker conferences or non-conference is really strong. It's it's going to be fascinating. And again, without everybody playing in the fall and everybody playing in the spring, and it's going to be um, it's all. I'm I'm getting very excited. I know we're two and a half weeks out from training, but um, I'm starting to get really fired up. And and you know, the thought that we get to do this podcast again, fellas, it's uh, it's fantastic. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but and maybe it's because I'm the face of the podcast, but. When I was out and about, I mean, so many people coming up to me saying how much they enjoy it, like it, look forward to it. I mean, this season two could just be off the charts, Chris. And, and so many say, people for you is three, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Tens and tens and tens and twenties and whatever. <laughs> tons of them. Tons of them. Uh, Wait, before we finish on social media, since Matt yeah. brought up uh, how excited and pumped up he is about the fall. Yeah. How about Chris, that old Miss little social media post with Matt's giant head? Speaking of the face of the program, that, he, yeah, he did say face of the podcast. That's what put me That's on right. it. The face of old Miss soccer, and Lord knows that, that wasn't said my it, face. That was my head. His my head was head. so big. I mean, there's this, you know, little postcard thing, and it's got like some of the players on it, like their whole body, mm -hmm. right? You could, it's yeah. their whole body, and then there's just Matt's head like sticking out in front of everybody else, like like three times the size of the players, right? Yeah. And all you see is Matt's face and, and the big head. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's interesting event. that, you know, that that was the design that he chose. If he likes to be the face of the podcast, face of the program, it looks like, you know what it looked like to me, Chris? Pac-Man eating the dots. <laughs> the kids were the dots. Matt's head was Pac-Man. Um, he could just I think, motor I through. think we should redo our, our, our college soccer nation um, caricatures. And my head should be a lot bigger than Chris's. My, <laughs> well, my body already is. Let's keep it real. So I could eat Chris's head. No problem. No, I did not have anything to do with that. I saw I You guys saw it before I did. You're the ones that brought it up to me. It was oh, awesome. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, I love the, I loved everything about it except my head. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Are we good? Move to the next topic. Just got a couple sure. more. All right. The Olympics. Touched on it. What do you think, Chris? Give us a – you're Mr. USA. You're Mr. National Team Coach and blah, 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 blah. Why don't you give us a little rundown on the USA and how we're going to do Oh, it, it's slam dunk. Slam dunk. Oh. They're so much better than everybody else. Like, they got to screw it up. They got to screw it up. They, are, you, are you an English fan all of a sudden? Are you talking about England? Or are you talking about USA soccer? It sounds like an English soccer <laughs> fan. That's what you sound like. First of all, England does not have a team in the Olympics. Why There's not? Nothing. No. They're Great Britain. They're Great Britain. They're not, they're not England. So they can choose from the empire, which is so did they, empire anymore, did they, but... is it the England team, though? I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's basically yeah. England. Yes, yes. Um, no, I, I think that they are you know, into the semifinal without trying, right? And, and then, you know, this new just came out that, you know, the, 
the roster instead of 18 is 22. Um, much better for the U.S. because our depth is better than everybody else's depth. Uh, so it gives us a chance to rotate some early on, rotate some more early on. Um, I mean, I mean, just we got so many weapons, so many talented players. Uh, I don't know that, you know, you, you look at it and you go, man, across the front, they're fantastic. In midfield, they're fantastic. Um, they've been, you know, really good in the goal. I think really good towards the center of the back. If you're going to question them some, maybe it's, it's, uh, you know, the outside backs, but I, I don't, you know, I, I still think those guys are all pretty good. Like no one can match up, right? That doesn't mean we can't lose though, right? I mean, certainly as Rob said, that's footballing, you, you know, they can lose, but they shouldn't given the, the amount of talent that they have. Who is, who is the most, the biggest competition in your opinion, France, Germany? No, I think England is, I, I, I do think England is. I, I do think England is for sure. And certainly that, you know, that opening game um, against Sweden is a, is a challenge, you know, and, and historically we've not been great against the Grants against Sweden. So that'll be a bit of a challenge for us, but um, I do think England looks like a, a team that is um, very capable, very capable. Well, I obviously love the U S and I'm Mr. USA, but I am cheering for Brazil, obviously, because uh, Rafa, our former player, is starting at center back for him. So I'm excited for her and to see how Brazil does. Brian, who do you like? I know you obviously have a player in Canada, um, but who, who for you are you excited about? I am on board with Chris. It's, I enjoy the Olympics. It's going to be the pomp and circumstance around soccer and, and um, especially on the women's side, I think is awesome. But I, I, I don't even think there's a second team in this one. I think it's going to be the, 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 we are as big of favorites as we've been ever. Is that fair to say, Chris? Yeah. Would you say that in a major that. tournament? Yeah. I don't remember a major tournament where I didn't feel like there was actually a real threat yeah. to beat us. I don't think Great Britain is. I, I, I think this is the level of the dream team back with you. Is that, lo that level of domination? Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> that, that, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The, you you got to give a little more credit to the competition yeah. that, but. You know, Canada is not as strong as, as they were six, ten years ago. And Great Britain is a little split. they got some Scottish kids in the roster as well. It's not really a national team. I think that hurts them a little bit. And, I mean, maybe the Netherlands could give them a game. Yeah. Maybe Australia's aged out of their elite players. I don't even know if it's so much we're any better than we've been. We're just the same. Yeah. And, you know, France didn't qualify. So, oh. who? And it, it's a twelve-team tournament. It's not the World Cup. It's yeah. you know, it, it's. I don't see any way we we don't win. The most interesting thing to me is when does the older generation step aside, and what does that look like? You know, is it post Olympics? Is it post next World Cup? Um, as some of our big names age out, how does that happen? Well, I, I think Brian, but if you look at the history of uh, of our women's national team, like that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You know that that That's question true. came up when you know Mia Hamm was stepping out, stepping down, and you know then then it was the Shannon Box and you know and, and people like that that were stepping down. Abby Wambach, like you know, and we always reload, and and we always have you know players out there waiting. I mean, you know, we got Macario waiting in the wings. Right. Well, I, mean, I, I think though, Chris, like, I'm not sure our 
aging out players right now are the dominant players on the team. And obviously, you know, Carly Lloyd is, is great, but is she the best we have? Is, is Alex Morgan the best we have? Is, you know, Becky Sauerbrunn, like those guys, those guys have been fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. But the, the Rapino, those are the guys that are aging now. I'm not sure they're the, the key players of the team right now. So, well, I, I mean, I, I think they're key players, not, but yeah, they may not be the best player, right? They may not. Yeah, the same uses of the world that, yeah, yeah. and uh, Rose Lavelle, I mean, Rose Lavelle, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, Ertz, we, we, you know, we forgot about Ertz since she's been hurt. But right, so we, I mean, yeah, certainly you might look at it and go, okay, those three players maybe are better than, you know, the level that um, Rapino's at or, or, or Carly's at at this point. But the level those guys are at is still pretty good. Absolutely. Know? No, no, they're, they're – they're, I, I don't see them not being around for the World Cup, Brian. I, I think they'll, they'll play the World Cup. And then, then it gets interesting, certainly. Yeah. Eric. All right. Um, last thing, last segment, last segment. We got to change that name. Segment three now. Can't say segment three anymore. But uh, last couple of things, and we'll get out of here. Um, we're planning on every Monday night, right? Unless something happens, but Monday nights <laughs> seem to work very well last year. So we'll yeah. try and drop them on Monday nights. Um, first show is, I mean, told August 9th is what we're shooting for. Brian, put that on your calendar. Um, and we got to figure out who will be the um, the guest for opening of season two. You know, you you want a big get, a big guest on season two, Chris. We'll get a good game. one. We'll 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 start with a big one. We'll start, All right, I like start it. with a bang. Yes, and um, you know, last thing I'll bring up real quick. We've had some discussions um, around the uh, around the table on on different things and how to freshen up the the podcast, how to make sure it's relevant. Yeah, so, we go. You know, one of the young producers came to me and said, hey, what if we spice up the name? What if we go with like Rico and Madi, right? Something like that. Brian, what do you think of that? The Rico and Madi show with the big deal. I think it is a fan. We don't need the big deal part, but the Rico and Madi show. Now that is a podcast right Doesn't there. It, then that's that, not a podcast? It, it's, it's, it's so much more ring. College soccer nation. nation is pretty boring. It is. It's yeah. boring. And we, we, we cover more things than just college soccer nation. Like yes, can I can I chime in here? Sure, please do. Can I be the voice of reason? <laughs> yeah. You're flipping around your podcast app, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're looking for something to listen to. And it says the Rico and Marty show. And you're like, who Ooh. are these idiots? Download. Done. Why would I listen to this? <laughs> no, usually you have to listen to the show to think who are these idiots. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like it tells you nothing about what the show is. College Soccer Nation is pretty clear what it's okay. What, it's what, about. If, what if it was this, Chris? College Soccer Nation with Rico and Mati. There you go. A plus. Uh, a plus. <laughs> and, and a new caricature with Chris with the lasso and you're like a shark's head. <laughs> That would be good. I'm not on board with this, and I, I do feel like I uh, I get a vote, right, on this thing. Yeah, but my votes are worth two. <laughs> you two should vote, and I'll do the tiebreak. Oh, tied, I like that. I could be I the like tiebreaker. That. I like that. Uh, I All like right, it. real quick, we'll go around real quick. Last thing we'll do, British Open winner is. Who are you picking, Brian? Oh, who am I? We've, now okay. that round one is halfway in the books, I will take speed. <laughs> Chris, who you got? I got speed. You guys are so weak. I'm going Kepka. Let's go. Brooks Kepka. 
brings it back. He's ready. All right, guys. Been a great show. Uh, thank Darren, our producer, for it. And uh, he'll be back on with his two cents, I'm sure, in our next next episode. Um, August 9th, again, this is July 15th. We're going to drop this. Chris made sure we couldn't do it on my birthday, June 30th, so he had to wait two more weeks to get yes. that. But I still wanted to mention I did have a birthday, June 30th. Thanks for all the well-wishers out there. A bunch of the, bunch of the listeners uh, reached Everybody. out. Everybody. Everybody was sending said happy birthday. It's so nice of them. Anyway, uh, guys, I don't talk to you before. Good luck with your preseason opening. And we'll talk again August 9th. College soccer with Rico and Madi are out. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at cpetroselli at mail.smu.edu or mmott at olemiss.edu. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and available on all your fine podcast outlets. Download it, give a review, tell a friend.